Okay, g'day Joel, how are you going? Good, Pato, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for coming on and congratulations on your MVP win. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me on too. Oh, no worries. Um, so I was looking at your Strava um, before this and I noticed that your running started, well, it looks like your running started on Strava in 2020. Is that when, when it all started? Um, not really. I think that's when I signed up to Strava, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, running's kind of been um, a mainstay sort of since I think around 2012-ish. I sort of picked it up as a hobby that started going a little bit further than just the hobby. Um, but the, I only sort of did one event um, that year, which was run Melbourne, and that was just to, you know, see if I could run 21K. Um but then since then, I was sort of on and off um, running. I was often getting injured, probably due to overuse and not knowing what I was doing. Um, so 2020 was probably more, um, uh, I think it was COVID. And I think it was around the time I'd signed up to do a little bit of a, a strength and conditioning running course through a, a mob in Kensington called Motus Life. And um, just so happened, I signed up about four days before we went into lockdown. So the, the timing was actually perfect because um, those guys were guiding me through some, um, you know, stretching and strength work at home while I um, worked on a program, which they selected for me. It was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And um, it actually helped me a lot. Like it, it uh, allowed me to keep running without getting injured, without the overuse injuries, building slowly and and learning things, which I'd never done before. So yeah, 2020 was would have been Strava first and, um, since COVID, I, I definitely have built a lot, I think. Are, are you still doing a lot of strength work? Not enough. Right. <laughs> as, as it seems to be with most people that are interested in this sport, there's never too much, you know, no one's doing enough strength work, it seems. But I, I do try and do um, some stuff for, for glutes and, and things to protect the knees a bit. I'm a pretty tall guy and the knees seem to be the first thing that bark at me if something's going wrong. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I noticed um, actually last year you actually ran almost double the amount that you ran the year before in 2022. So um, what was the catalyst for that big increase in, in running last year? Um, <clears throat> I think it was uh, uh, I'd started doing ultras. That was the main reason. Um, so I think end of 2022 was like the first thing i'd entered um since since uh that race in 20 2012 so I'm trying to think of the dates now so 2022 i did that's right so end of 2022 was uh it was a retest for myself i thought look i've been wanting to do a marathon my whole life let's let's train up and see how we go here um and trained up and felt healthy and didn't get injured and, and did Melbourne Marathon. And I was super, super proud of myself and um, thought, this is cool. I, I'm feeling strong here. I feel like I've tested myself and I want to go further. So um, later that year, I signed up for um, Gone Nuts in Tasmania in March, which was 100K uh, point to point. I thought, that sounds beautiful. I'm just going to train for that and sign up for that. So that's where the Ks added up <laughs> that year because um, all of a sudden I'm I don't know what sort of weeks I was doing then, but yeah, definitely pushing the Ks up and up. Um, I know that the middle of middle of 23, I was yeah, started doing the 100K weeks sort of consistently, which certainly adds up on the Strava after a while. Yeah. Um, did you play any sports when you were younger? Not really. Everyone asks if I'm a basketballer, but <laughs> <laughs> I may be tall, but I'm, I'm not very good at basketball. Um, <laughs> I dabbled in a few things. Um, you know, I played tennis as a as a young guy, and um, I did play a little bit of basketball. It was never very good, and the tiniest bit of football, but it was no good at that either. Um, I, I pretty much did, yeah, from around year year twelve or something. I, I sort of just started running as a hobby um, myself because I know I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the solitude and and getting out of my own headspace, and um, yeah, even so, even since then, I, I I've been dabbling in it, just sort of. Did, using it as a hobby yeah yeah um you're definitely a familiar face um for people who follow the backyard ultra scene like they would have seen you at races 
crewing for Tim on a few, like on the Dead Cow Gully documentary, you're <laughs> on there a bit. So yeah. like people, people know your face, but um, so how long have you been like crewing for Tim for? Um, as you, as you probably know, I work with, with Tim, so I've sort of been following his antics for a long time, but the first time I crewed for him was at Satellite Champs at Mirren Wernet in, um, what was that, 2022? Yeah. Um, and that was the first time I was introduced to the whole the whole scene, and it was crazy. Like um, that event was it was a bit different because that was the first time I'd sort of met people, and I think it was a little bit of a different scene. And then it was kind of the first time that the WA guys had met the Victoria guys, and I think were, everyone was keeping a little bit to themselves. But um, actually, just witnessing what people were doing, I was like, "This is this is amazing!" and you know, the, I think the itch was in the back of my mind then, like, I wonder if I could do this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I crewed for him for that one. And then after that event, um, Tim had this, this thirst that he wanted to make worlds. So um, he kept on trying to up that number and ended up traveling around the country, chasing Phil Gore for, for 12 months, looking for <laughs> looking for big numbers. And, and uh, I could see Tim's passion for the sport. And I thought, you know, I want nothing more than to, to see him achieve this. So I made my goal to crew for him at all these events as well. So yeah, I, I went to what was the next one? Hurdies in in Perth, um, and uh, yeah, that was great there. And, and and you're right, like you see all these familiar faces, and you start to get to know to, know them and chat to them, and um, it's such a cool environment. Yeah. Um, do you remember the moment um, when you decided that you actually wanted to run in a backyard ultra yourself? Um, it probably wasn't. Oh, definitely like I, I sort of had an idea that i'd like to do it you know wondered if i could sort of thing and i reckon it was it was actually crewing it at hurdies that um sean come up to me the race director sean kessler came up to me and started spruiking um no time to die to me he's like oh you should come along you could do it and <laughs> um i don't know if he was just looking for another sale or what but I, I, he ended up giving me a ticket for that so i ended up heading to adelaide to do that one but um yeah, he was. He definitely was pumping me up a bit there, just to see <laughs> if I would do it. Yeah, um, I was gonna. After that, after yeah, that oh, sorry. No, you're right. I was gonna say after that conversation, I was like, "Yeah, all right, cool. I'm gonna do this." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. owe me one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember no time today, and I was wondering how you chose that race to do as your first one because I mean it is interstate. Um, and how did that race all go down? Um, so chose no time to die. Well, yeah, obviously Sean had sort of said, you know, here's a free ticket and it, it looked good on paper too. No time to die, like a, a city course, a flat course. I thought this is probably a nice one to, to, uh, you know, um, be a debut or be the first one to trial it. Um, and also Adelaide's not too bad. It sounded like a pretty cool road trip. It's only sort of, you know, eight hours from, from home. Um, I think it's easier been able to take things in a car then fly somewhere and buy everything brand new for <laughs> the first time yeah um so no time today i i had a really good prep that year as we was talking about before like um i was doing 100k weeks and going really really well and um decided to test myself at the yu yang's 100k in july so that was what two months or so before no time to die and after that event i got a bit of a knee knee sort of issue there like an itb knee pain thing so i had to sort of deload after that so my training wasn't great um leading up to it and and you know inconsistent weeks up and down and i still had a little bit of a knee thing going on um, and then it turns out that two weeks before no time to die i got sick and i had a chest infection and i was like oh do i even bother with this <laughs> I was having conversations with Tim, like I'm at home ringing him up going, uh, I don't know, man, like I don't want to waste your time. You know, I drive to Adelaide and he's like, you know, just rest, see what happens. Mm. Uh, everyone was sort of giving that advice. And then it got to about the, I don't know, the Tuesday or Wednesday and I was still feeling a little bit unwell. And um, I thought, you know what, like this is the first one. I'd, I'd like to see how I went here. Um, I think I might be sort of at the tail end of this sickness and wouldn't mind us sending it and see what I can do. Um, so I turned up and gave up my best and, uh, yeah, I managed a third male <laughs> in that event, but um, I definitely wasn't feeling my best that event. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember that one was another hot one as well, wasn't it? I think it was. It didn't feel it at the time. Um, I mean, it did, but it didn't feel like that was the main main issue for me. I think it might have got to like 28 or something during the, the day. Yeah. Maybe 30, I'm not sure. I was sweat the problem is I was sweating the whole time. I wasn't I wasn't better yet. Um, you know, um those night loops was actually quite cool and I was just dripping like a tap the whole time. I was like, I'm not I'm not well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm sure like going into the race, um you went in, I mean you hadn't run one before, so you went in like probably not a hundred percent sure, like even if you would enjoy it. I mean, mm. I thought you would, but you weren't 100% sure. But after the race, were you 100% sold that the format was for you? Yeah, I think I was. Um, I think it took a couple of days before I realised that that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> so I was pretty sore after it, but um, it was enjoyable. Like Most of it was really enjoyable. Like I loved chatting with people on course and, and um, you know, camaraderie ship is that the word <laughs> going on there um it was a lot of fun and yeah it's kind of kind of addictive you know what it's like <laughs> yeah. um i also noticed that um just last year so you ran race in tassie that um gone that's race you mentioned yeah. victoria at the yu yangs sa for no time to die yeah crude for tim in queensland at dead cow gully 30s in WA and Tennessee. So it running's got you traveling around a bit as well, hasn't it? I know. I know. Yeah. This whole this whole community is crazy and it's 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 just getting wilder and wilder. Like um yeah, I joined this back out ultra sort of group and and it's taken me around the country and around the world and meeting so many people and making beautiful friends and I love it. I, I gonna keep doing it as long as my body lets me <laughs> yeah awesome and um you're not running low on annual leave or anything like that uh, i got a new a new bunch in january so <laughs> i'm good for this year yeah uh, i did have to burn a little bit of uh, long service last year though <laughs> especially that that last minute um trip to nashville I was like all right i better put in for some annual uh, some uh, long service here <laughs> um so mvp just um just uh, over a week and a half ago now. Um, mm. how, how long had running at MVP been on your radar? Um, not a great deal of time. Um, I was my, my main plan this year was to do um, No Time to Die in Adelaide because I'd already signed up late last year, just wanted to do it again, wanted that experience. Um, and I kind of signed up not sort of thinking about um, silver ticket events or, or sat champs or anything like that at all um so it was sort of my plan was sort of to train up this year it started at the end of last year after getting back from tennessee to start um you know start a new block and start getting fit again and um tim it's always tim tim convinced me he's like ah oh, i reckon you'll be right to do mvp you should do it and you know he knew that um camille nichols was going to do it as well and you know um, ben was going to be there and dane was dane nichols was going to do it as well and um it sounded like it was going to be a lot of fun and the idea of it being local like it's only 20 minutes away from me sounded appealing as well so it was in it was in the back of my mind it's like okay maybe I'll, I'll use this as a as a training run for no time to die and then the closer i got to the event i was starting to feel pretty fit and strong and i was like yeah you know what i'm going to go to this and i'm going to give it everything and you know even by the time i got to two weeks out from that event i, I had I had it in my brain mentally. I was like, I'm, I'm going to win this event, so let's yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I noticed you ran um, like a bit of a training run around the course like a, a few months or a couple of months before the race. So I messaged yeah. you asking if you were going to do it, but you seemed a bit unsure at the time. So so when did oh, yeah. you actually lock it in? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I do remember having that conversation with you, but um, it I don't know maybe maybe around new year's or something is that maybe a bit before i think i'd, I'd started i definitely maybe <laughs> i'm trying to think back to that strava post now i think i posted when i i am um, applied and i reckon that might have been around that time of that first training run i did there i went to i went to brimbank park about three times in the lead up to trial that course yeah yeah but yeah i, I didn't i maybe i probably only had two months sort of 
between signing up and, and doing the event, I think. Yeah. Um, so were you kind of thinking that the next race was going to be no time to die, were you? Yeah, yeah. I had nothing else booked in. Um, yeah, I enjoyed No Time to Die so much. I wanted to, wanted to do it again, meet, see those same faces again and, and enjoy it and see how I went compared to last year, knowing that I wasn't 100% at that time. Yeah. Um, ultra series races are so much fun. Like they've got the best atmosphere at those races. I can imagine you would have loved why, why you loved it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like Herdy, the first taste I had of ultra series was, was Herdy's and it was just a, just a party the entire time. It was great. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm there crewing in the middle of the night and, and there's still tunes going at three in the morning. <laughs> it was good fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that leading into MVP, you would have looked at the forecast and noticed it was going to be a pretty hot weekend. So um, what were your thoughts about that going into the race? Yeah, I mean, it was always always a risk. Um, February February in Melbourne, it's, it could be 22 degrees or it could be 45 degrees and <laughs> it was always on the back of my mind. So um, I kind of was hoping to train for it a little bit like um i work afternoon shift so a lot of my running's done in the, the middle of the day anyway but i was deliberately sort of chasing the sun a bit going into the event trying to get a bit of heat acclimation going um i think that helped actually in the end um but yeah i was i was definitely on the forecast i was on the 14 day yeah. <laughs> 14 yeah. day forecast coming up to the event just looking at it and you know it's floating around you know mid 30s i think it said 38 at one point i'm like oh my god we're gonna cook out there yeah <laughs> uh, but that was my biggest worry coming up to the event because I, I i don't deal with the heat um really well anyway because i grew up in ballarat so right, yeah <laughs> we used to we used to cold 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 and, and i like the cold um so i was nervous going into it but um yeah i, I, I dealt all right with it yeah yeah you sure did um and you were obviously in like really good condition for it as well so leading into the race were there any main focus points as far as like leading into it as far as um training goes um i was just trying to keep the k's up um i knew it was a hilly course so i had to keep some elevation in my training as well um probably didn't do as much as i should have but i always had like one hill session a week i, I do a lot of running at the yu yangs as you know um that seems to keep the hill legs going yeah um, did a lot of walking as well leading into this like i've, I've got the added advantage of of um happening happening to work with the <laughs> victoria's top uh backyard ultra athlete so um i get a lot of a lot of tips from tips from tim it helps a lot um yeah, that was about it. I kept, you know, keep those Ks above 100 Ks a week and a bit of hills and a bit of walking. Yeah, awesome. Um, and with the heat, <clears throat> um, it definitely wore me down. Uh, and that running through on that Saturday, it actually it felt like the longest day of my life. And in the end, like I just mentally cracked and I just mm. turned back on 23. And but mentally yourself, did you go through any down periods? Look, I, I felt great. I know it, it felt hot, um, but that once when the sun came up that day, like I was I was telling Tim when I was coming, I said, "Man, I feel invincible out there." And the sun came up and it was getting warm, and I, I, I felt really, really good. There was only really that last two loops, so um, you know, from two to onwards, it was like, "Yeah, this is hot," and that was the only time that things started to seem like maybe um, weren't going great like you know i was not peeing as much um so hydration was an issue um but i was still on top of it it was getting it was getting tough out there but um um i don't know i was getting i, I felt confident though like it was getting so close like the, the, only, the only time i started to struggle it was getting getting close to close to the sun going down i was like well i'm not far away from that once i cool down i'll be a thousand times better which yeah turns out it turns out it was true mm. Mm. Um, so were there any like tough moments that you ran through, like where afterwards back at camp you thought, oh geez, I could have cracked then. It's lucky I kept going. There was no nothing like that. Uh, I don't know. Um the biggest issue I had was um I know I got a cramp when I was <laughs> I did a shoe swap at around lap twenty-two, I think. And um 
you know, back at base, I, I got a cramp while I was trying to do my shoe up and I was like, this is bad. Like, you know, one of those hip cramps right there. Um, but, and that was probably due to a bit of dehydration as well, but now my crew knew what to do there. So I took an extra salt tab and, you know, smashed the water and, and got out there and I was okay. Um, no, mentally I was, I was, I felt so good. And as I said before, like I, I went into it knowing that, knowing that I was going to win that race and, and kept that, kept that mindset the entire time and nothing sort of got in the way of that. I never, never felt like anything was happening that, that was taking that away from me. The, the only time I had a, 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 um, negative mindset, believe it or not, was that last loop. And it was only because I couldn't see Drew's head torch behind me. And I was like, you know, part of me saying, um, shit, you've won this, you've, you've done it. And then the other part of me saying, don't get ahead of yourself. You don't know what's going on there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't get too excited just yet. So, um, it wasn't until I crossed that, that, um, starting line again, where everyone said, no, Drew came back that, um, I knew that was it. Right. And so, and that was after the first, the first little mini section, was it? That That's right. Yeah. So, so during that entire time, like, um, after I after I turned back at you know five minutes or ten minutes into the loop and couldn't see a head the headlight anymore, yeah that was that was the only time that it got a little bit mentally tough because uh, yeah I started started getting ahead of myself and thinking I've got it I've got it and it's like no if I get in that mindset then if I if all of a sudden Drew turns up and we're we're at it again I'm yeah. I'm gonna feel a bit disappointed or a bit worried you know I'd, I'd already I'd already spent it you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we know that they're long races. So, I mean, it's hard not to look ahead if, while you're in the races. And, and you're right. I mean, looking ahead is probably one of the worst worst things you can do, I reckon, for me mm. especially. But um, did you have any mantras like that you were running through your mind just to keep to keep yourself in like, mentally in the game, like kept you on top of things? Yeah. Yeah. Um... That was something I changed from something I learned in Adelaide. Like Adelaide, I was always looking for the next next milestone. Like, you know, if I finish this lap, then it's only one more lap until it's the hundred K lap. And then always sort of chasing that thing. And it became such a drag um and and wore you out mentally. So this time I was telling, you know, telling my crew and and people beforehand, like you know, it's such a cliche in this sport, but at one loop at a time, and and I told them I, I don't want to know what loop it is. Don't don't draw my attention to milestones. Don't draw my attention to everything. I just want to keep keep you know tackling it one one hour by hour, one section of loop by section of loop, um, and that really helped. I think it not looking too far ahead, not getting overwhelmed by the magnitude of of what's ahead of you. Just yeah, chewing it off little bit by little bit. It definitely helped this time. I'll definitely be using that again. Yeah, yeah, cool. And and what um as we mentioned, it was hot. Like, were there any special ways you managed the heat to get through it? <clears throat> um, nothing magic. I, I was very conscious of um, hydration, just keeping on top of that. As soon as it started started feeling warm, uh, I was taking more water and more water. And um, I was just yeah, monitoring um, how I was peeing and everything as well, just making sure that things weren't getting bad. Um, now, apart from that, it was um, it was ice buff around the neck, ice scarf around the neck, which in that heat in the afternoon lasted about three minutes, I think. <laughs> um, but I think it also turns out that um, I was doing an all right pace for that afternoon. And I think giving myself like that, um 10 or 11 minutes in the shade to rest actually was helping a lot as well um and also i was i was pretty much walking that a lot of that that last section walking up the hill so you, you get back to camp and your, your heart rate's already down you're kind of already starting to feel rested so um that assisted as well you're not you're not getting in heart rate high dripping sweat and hot in the face you kind of already back and you've started to cool off yeah um, all those uh, yeah. things helped yeah, sure. And with that buff, um, I had the same thing. I would fill my ice by buff up, up with ice, and then yeah, it just turned into a, a warm, steamy thing around my neck. It was yeah. so hot. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was doing. Um, I learned to hack like after wearing it for four hours. That if you turn it inside out after three minutes, it, it might stay colder for one more minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not much was helping out there, to be honest. 
Mm. Um, I, I did notice, um, mm. I glanced over at you um, at one stage and I saw that you did have ice on your knee. So was that, were you having issues with your knee or was that just a, a way to cool down? No, it was just one loop. Um, um, just started getting a little bit of that patella pain uh, under the left kneecap, just one loop. I think the quads just sort of had tightened up a little bit and, um, yeah, the body was starting to tell me something was starting to go. Uh, but, yeah, literally iced it up a little bit and put a bit of rapid gel on it and then forgot about it for the rest of the event. That was the only sort of real, real, yeah, body worry I had for, for that entire event. Yeah, the um, as we were getting get going through the evening or afternoon on Saturday, people going, "Oh, you've only got a few more hours till you beat the heat and stuff like that." Um, I mean, I didn't quite make it to beating the heat, but you did. And when the sun went down and the temperature did cool, how much of a difference did it actually feel like when you're out there running? Um, the first loop. It was still warm and i was like eh, it's not as big a relief as i <laughs> as i was hoping for um but as soon as as soon as um you started the next one i don't know if that was 26 or even 27 it was um yeah it was so much different and i felt sort of energized again and i was like cool i'm ready for the night i can i can get through the night here yeah yeah, yeah. The, I was worried about sunday though <laughs> 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 i'd be worries about sunday yeah yeah, so Sunday was probably what was a, was just as warm as Saturday, so it would have been tough. It was warmer. It was like thirty eight at home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the hot weather can make it harder for a lot of people to get through the solid food. Um, how did you go with eating solids and stuff like that? Did you have any issues? I did great. Um, that was another thing compared to Adelaide. Adelaide, I got to you know twelve hours in, and I. Didn't want to drink anymore. Tailwind tasted like acid. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was struggling to put solids down. Just sort of, yeah, nothing was feeling good. Um, yeah, muesli bars felt like sandpaper and stuff. It was just like, I was completely different. But this time, maybe I'd nailed the food I chose a little bit better. Um, again, having having Tim as, a, as someone to bounce ideas off really helps. But everything went down really well, like to the point where I think before my last loop, I'd polished up a whole bowl of noodles and I nearly wanted more. <laughs> um, no, so food goes down really well. I seem to, the gut seems to to deal with that quite well, which um, is very helpful. I think maybe I've trained for it as well. I usually sort of will have a, a, a breakfast or whatever I want to, whatever time I get up, a brunch or something and then go for a run. So I'm used to running on with a full belly or with different things going on. Yeah, yeah, good. The um, Do you remember like some foods that you'd, had it no time to die that you eliminated and some foods that you added at MVP that worked? Uh, yeah, I thought that I thought that I was going to going to enjoy um, baby food at, at, at uh, no time to die because everyone seems to love it. And then <laughs> I tried one and it just, oh, just burned. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that again. Um, I think I just simplified it a bit for this one. Um, yeah just foods that are easy uh like fruit fruit's always nice uh, oranges and watermelon and banana they're, they're a mainstay anyway in my diet but just things that i'm used to like muesli bars and you know a few snakes and um yeah uh, pretty basic but just kept eating yeah noodles toasted sandwiches just easy simple carby stuff yeah yeah good the um and with these backyard ultras a lot of the runners who know they're going to go for a long time, they'll have a caffeine plan. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. Um, on a no-dose plan. It's not much different to crewing, just sort of on a no-dose plan so you can <laughs> keep going. Um, yeah, and I was taking um, taking a no-dose every, I think, four hours. So that's yeah, 100 milligrams per four hours. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I notice it so much. Like I don't seem to get a kick out of it. I think maybe my crew noticed one loop that I was bouncing out of my skin right. um, after taking one. But um, again, that's one thing that's still I haven't really tested. Like I've never never slept. <clears throat> I've only done two of these events, and they've been only around twenty four hours. So I've never slept, um, so I don't know how that caffeine would affect me later on. Um, but yeah, it seems to work. Um. 
What stage of the race did you have the first no dose? Uh, I planned it from the start, so I, I think uh, four hours in, I was already on a no dose. Yeah. Okay, cool. And do you think that you'll continue that, or do you think you'll try and like uh, wait a bit longer and maybe try adding some sleep in there, or are you just happy to just do what you do? Yeah, I, uh, I think I'll. Um, it, it's worked so far, so I think I'll keep doing that. Um, later in the event i felt like i could have slept if i needed to i think the sleep would outweigh the caffeine after a while um but yeah some of those some of those late afternoon naps i was sort of getting a bit bit dozy and um yeah the mind was 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 uh getting ready for for a sleep so i thought I'd, i thought i'd be able to sleep that night anyway if i needed to again it's something i haven't experienced yet um, having only gone 27 hours, so. Yeah. Um, are you one of those dudes who, like, practices napping? I, mean, I know you haven't done it in a race yet, but, like, do you practice napping anyway? Like, No, I'm a bad, I'm a bad napper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I don't. Um, maybe it's something I could do. I do I do, do some mindfulness um, exercises sometimes, which is similar, I think. Um and I often use that to get to sleep as well. So maybe that's something I could incorporate um, into the backyard. Um, in fact, even this one, um, my wife um, uh, gave me an exercise to do just to calm my mind a little bit, and that it almost felt like I could 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 have slept if I kept doing that. Oh, yeah. um, it might be something I bring into the next one. Yeah. And was that something you were just doing between loops? Was it? Yeah, while I was resting, while I was um, back at camp. Yeah. yeah, cool. But even even on course, I'll, I'll use a bit of mindfulness um, sometimes just to calm the head a bit or clear the head a bit, perhaps. Yeah, it's a good idea because um, I mean I can only speak for myself, but I get as I'm nearing the 24 hours, I feel like um, it's really hard to explain, but I feel really anxious, like almost like I'm holding my breath. Just yeah, like, I just want to hit that 24, and then as soon as I hit that target or whatever it is, then I relax again. I've just got to get out of that mindset. Mm. Yeah, that's why that's why I sort of didn't want to know what loop it was. I wasn't thinking about 24. That's definitely something I did in Adelaide. I was like, I, I had a mental goal. I thought if I could be in the first one, I thought if I can do 24, I'll be, I'll be wrapped, especially with a dodgy knee and, and a chest infection. Um, I think that's probably why I only got to 25 because once I'd hit 24, I'd mentally checked out. Um, the body was failing, but um, mentally I'd, I'd, I'd give myself an excuse as well. So I think that's, yeah, a mindset to, to try and get out of. Yeah. Um, so when it got down to the final three, it was you, Drew Vincent and Dan Farmer. Yeah. When looking at you, you looked strong, comfortable and and you look you looked really really determined yeah. and i mean i was going to ask if you felt as good as you looked and i mean you pretty much answered that you did feel as good as you looked yeah i felt i felt really good i remember um even a few loops earlier i was talking to i think it was patrick hayes um he was like one of the front runners for the entire event yeah he was he was doing quick loops too like you know 35 minute loops and um I was, I was sort of running with him at the front of the pack a few times and uh at one point he ran up to me i think it was around sort of loop 16 or 17 or something he said look man everyone behind you their tongues are hanging out of their heads they're cooking and you look great he said you, you've got this if you want it i said what about you you're you're smashing these loops and he's like nah i'm done <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i was gonna ask i was wondering about that guy because i noticed like when i'd be finishing the second section he'd be finishing the whole thing and i was i was wondering like i hadn't met him or heard of him before i think it might have been his first one but do you know was he trying to be the last one standing or was he just like trying to give himself a, a hard workout or what was i'm not sure but he was running the hill as well yeah <laughs> When I was talking to him, I, I was telling him, I said, man, you're looking so comfortable and you're consistent out there. Like, you're going to smash this. And I don't, I don't think he wanted to win. I think he just wanted, yeah, wanted to go out and, and break himself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so he gave me, he gave me that little, that little pump up sort of at that point as well. And that, that was a good confidence booster. But yeah, when it got down to final three, I, I still felt great. And I was like, oh, good. I'm in good, good head here, good stead for, um, 
for the rest of this race. Yeah. The um, so even though it was just your first, so sorry, your second time running a backyard ultra. I mean, I feel like the experience um, gained from all the crewing that you've done at races, like you were kind of like you would have been familiar with the situation you were in, even yeah. though you hadn't been in it. Like you'd been at all these huge races, like the Masters and Bigs and stuff like that. So psychologically, you would have been pretty on top of the situation. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I'd been in, I've seen that situation many times. Um, but I mean, at the same time, there's, there's nothing, it's, it's a pretty simple situation to be in. It's like, okay, there's three left and you just got to keep going. There's, <laughs> there's no, uh, nothing smart about it or no trick to it. It's, um, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, to my eye, I mean, I couldn't split you and Drew Vincent, like, you and him were running in front of me most of the time. and But when I saw you guys run past, you both looked really good. You both beat the heat. Mm. Um, and when you made it to the final two, I, I really did think that you'd be both going in the morning. So were you surprised when you saw that he turned back on 27? Yeah, I was. Um, I thought the same thing. I thought this guy looked strong and he was consistent as well. It was like clockwork the entire event. And... You know, he looked fit and looked good, and yeah, and, and beat the heat. Yeah. I think his tan. I think his tan helped him there. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought it was going to go morning as well. Um, at that at that point, when it was the final two, I was like, okay, I've got to get a bit a bit stronger mentally here because yeah, there's only two of us, and we we got to we've got to get through the night and then try and battle um, this 38 degree day ahead of us. Um, so yeah, it was it was a surprise when um, I finished that first part of that first of that last loop and and uh and it was done were you thinking to yourself or had were you speaking to drew were you kind of like planning on running the night together or you hadn't really thought that far ahead um i think we'd had conversations earlier in that day um i'm pretty sure he'd mentioned course record and that might have been on on his radar um which I think is 41 that Ben holds. Um, and when it did get down to final two, um, I sort of checked in with him again and said, you know, we're going to do this. We're, let's go. We've got satellite champs ahead of us. Come on. <laughs> and I don't know if that helped him or not because, um, yeah, that was the last time last time we saw him. But I think <laughs> it was hurting a bit too. It didn't show, but um, I think he was sort of seizing up in the chair a little bit in, in between loops and struggling to get moving again, which... Um, that was happening to me in Adelaide as well. There's nothing worse. Like it takes it takes ten minutes before you're warmed up, and then you're chasing your tail for the rest of that loop, and then you got to do it again. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you talk to him afterwards, and did he explain what happened, or you not sure? Um, no, I didn't get an explanation, but I think what he told me in that loop that he, he was just struggling to get moving, um, seizing up. I think that's probably it. That's probably all it was. Um, I did notice on his Strava the next day, though, he'd gone for a run and said, bugger, I could have, I still had legs. <laughs> I could have kept yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I noticed that too, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, always the way, isn't it? Once you yeah. finish. What did I stop for? Yeah. What did you stop, Pat? Well, I was talking to you on that lap 23, whatever it was. Um, yeah, 23. I said, how are you feeling, Pat? And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. And I really was. Like, I mean, I finished 22, I lap 22 in like, 49 50 minutes and i felt yeah. really good and then on 23 i just um i just had one of those moments and i just it's just it's what got what gets me nearly every race i just have this like weak moment and i just stop and it's yeah. so annoying and it was what i was thinking before the race is that i've just got to remain focused and make sure that I don't, first of all, don't let those moments come. But if they do come, I've just got to remember all these things, just remember to keep disciplined, keep running. But, yeah, look, it was just a long day and the heat got to me. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm just looking at it like a long training run now. I'm not, I'm disappointed with how it ended, but, yeah, just got to keep a positive attitude. Yeah. And um, I mean, you've, you've done so many events, like, surely every every one of them you're, you're learning something and taking something away into the next one so i'm sure the more you um pick that scab in the brain <laughs> of uh, not wanting to stop um eventually it'll uh 
Callis and, and you'll, I, I think you'll see you at Sat Champs for sure. Oh, well, well, I'm going to try my best. I'll yeah. Be <laughs> um, so when you were in the starting corral at the start of the 27th yard, before you knew it would be your last one, I mean, your mind, it sounds like your mindset was was good and like you were dead set determined and focused on making it through that second night, weren't you? Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was going that far and, and I felt good because, um, you know, comparing my body to how I was feeling in, in Adelaide, you know, at similar time, I felt strong, nothing was hurting. Um, I felt awake and I felt, yeah, energised. I was ready to ready to smash the night. Yeah, yeah. What was it like? What did it feel like running that last yard, knowing that you were going to be the last one standing? Yeah, so once, once I did that first section um yeah a state of disbelief it was like i felt felt high i felt like i was floating and uh and i felt that way for a week yeah. after time too um yeah so i started running that you know that second part of that loop and i was like oh this is it i've done it um i was like all right i better make this quick so people aren't waiting for too long so <laughs> i think it was the first time i'd, I'd ran the whole the whole um loop i didn't i didn't run the hill though that hill was a bastard <laughs> yeah um yeah because i noticed it was easily the fastest loop um that you ran for the race and i was yeah. wondering like um did you do that because you wanted to make extra sure you didn't accidentally time out nah no nah, I, I knew i'd be okay um i mean the first the first section of that loop was pretty slow because I, I had slowed slowed down a little bit just to try and conserve some energy um, so I think I was sort of 15 minutes when I crossed the the line the first time. So yeah, just ran ran the rest of it. I knew there was people up there that were probably had a pretty hot day <laughs> standing around in marquees and were ready to move on. So I was happy to happy to get back there quick and and celebrate. Yeah, um, a lot of people were asking me while I was out there, well, like, what's my favourite? You know how like the course is divided into three thirds. Yeah, what's my favourite third? Like, what, what was your favourite? um i think the the second one going up and down the hill it's, it was just a cool way to break it up and you've got those creek crossings as well um it was, i really loved that course like i was i was scared going into it with such elevation um but when i was doing uh, those few training runs before the event i was like oh, it's actually not that bad and it's um i actually think it was easier than adelaide because Adelaide was flat as a pancake, so you kind of got nowhere. You're not told where to to walk or or run. You just kind of got a you know interval it or, or or whatever. Um, and you know, running on flat is 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 harder than running downhill. So I was finding that you know at this course you're, you're walking up the up the hills and then running down the other side of them, and, and I found it easier than easier than a flat course. Yeah. Um yeah like it just it, i agree like it's such a good course because it got it pretty much basically tells you when to walk yeah exactly and um yeah i got into a pretty good rhythm of knowing like when to walk uh, what point i needed to be at it, like on each court like at the time and stuff mm. like that but um what about that first section of the first loop when you run all the way to that first hill that killed me every time really that was um <laughs> That's where I think I found my mojo that section. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember like the first sort of, you know, the first maybe six or seven loops. Um, the, it was a bit congested, and um, I found that bit difficult because there's a lot of people around, um, and and you're busy chatting to people as well, which is great. But um, at the same time, I, I wasn't. I felt like my rhythm wasn't there, and I kind of was. You know, I had the brakes on a little bit going downhill and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm not not that comfortable here. Um, so it wasn't until yeah, I think later in in the night, um, I popped the headphones on and put some Metallica on and thought I'll do a couple of loops on my own and actually sort of find my rhythm here. Um, and found that running that entire sort of first section before the hill, like I think it's about a k and a half before the hill, um, not super fast, but it was fast enough to stay at the the front of the pack. Like maybe 5 30 pace or something um i found that doing that was easy and it set me up for the entire rest of the loop because i'm already sort of ahead and then i can just relax for the rest of it um and that's the that's what i did 
um, carrying it into the day loops as well. Um, I know people were looking at my times going, you know, slow down a little bit. Like you, you don't need to be going that fast. And so like, I'm actually not really pushing here. It's just, I'm just doing what the course is telling me to do. Like I, I do that, that first K and a half, it's all downhill. It, it was, it was an easy, easy run. And then, um, then it set me up for the rest of the loops. Mm. Um, so you listened to Metallica out there. Like, yeah. what else did you listen to? Or just, um, uh, what else was I listening to? I don't know. I had a bit, I had a big mix mix going on. There's a lot of a lot of boomer rock on there. A bit of Aerosmith and Nirvana and yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just I will play anything just to distract the mind a bit. Yeah, Metallica definitely pumped me up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually it, it sort of switched my mind a bit. I was like, yes, I'm on here. Let's go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, how did you pull up afterwards? Great. I was so surprised. Um, I mean, I finished the event feeling feeling good. Anyway, I didn't have any niggles or anything. But yeah, got to bed at about one one o'clock or one thirty that morning, and woke up at about eleven and opened my eyes, and I was like, "Hmm, everything feels okay. Everything, you know, nothing's hurting. The legs are a little bit stiff." And then stood up, and I was like, "Oh, I feel I feel great." Like um, I was thinking about going for a run that day just so I could crack two hundred yeah. on Strava. <laughs> But I didn't. I talked myself out of it. Um, but I think I was running the day after that. I, I felt really good. There was nothing, nothing really worrying. Yeah, just a bit of stiffness. Um, I did go to the physio uh, a few days later. Um, calf, calf was pretty sort of um, seized up a bit, and and uh, a bit of hammy issues as well, just tightness, but nothing, nothing serious at all. Um, yeah, good. Feeling pretty good now too. There's still a little bit of fatigue there. I'm definitely not um not running with as much ease as i was before the event um now but um no i feel really good yeah awesome and um how did you celebrate the win how did i celebrate <clears throat> i don't know nothing nothing really um <laughs> i had a zero beer after the event and oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> one of those sports beers they were great yeah i've got one um right now yeah, actually, no. There is a. I did. I did um, treat myself to a little tattoo, <laughs> a little tattoo, after the event. I, I tend to have done that at a few a few um, races I've done. I give myself a little memento. So you got a tattoo? Yeah. Show me. Uh okay. Who else, <laughs> who else is watching, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. How close can we get there? Little MVP. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll need to, um, you have to send me your photos so I can um, put it on the Instagram with the. Um, with <laughs> All right, I will do. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Who did, did you design that? Who designed it? No, my wife, Felicia, designed that one. She um, she whipped that up. I think she was doing it the night I, night I won the race. So, yeah, she knows I like that sort of retro vintage aesthetic. So, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, um, is that the first one you've had? You've got inspired by an actual race? Um, no, like um, when I did when I did Melbourne Marathon, I always said uh, if I if I finish the marathon, I'll get myself a tattoo. And and I was thinking, what would be a cool tattoo? And I always thought about Elvis, and 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 uh, he has that that motto, taking care of business, and he has that TCB necklace that he wears with the big lightning strike. So, so that was what. <laughs> That was what that one that one was. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was my little uh, marathon memento, that one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Why not? That's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that making the Australian Sat Chance team um, is your goal, yeah? I think so, yeah. Now, uh, even more so now that, that I finished that event feeling so fresh, I was like, yeah, maybe it's a possibility here. Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm I'm definitely a believer. I reckon you can do it. Um, so have you set out like a roadmap on how you're going to get there? Uh, yeah, I changed things up a little bit after after this event. So um, um, as you know, Mirren Wernet is coming up and at the time I'd, I hadn't sort of thought I would be able to do it because I thought I'd still be recovering from MVP because um, earlier this year I started thinking, oh, you know, I should be doing silver ticket events or something that actually gives me a, a shot at, a better shot at um, Sat Champs this year. Um, 
but I finished this event and yeah, as I said, pulled up really, really well. And I was like, I actually feel like I could start training again. I wonder if um Miriam weren't it's a possibility. Um looked on the website and it's all sold out. So I was like, oh damn. <laughs> I was like, so Gumby's another option, but Gumby is a bit uh the timing just doesn't entirely work for me. Um and uh, yeah, then that only leaves um no time to die, which is not a silver ticket event and you know, you're kind of hoping you got Hoping, kind of hoping you got the loops to to um start getting satellite numbers which we know at the moment is over 51 so so what can i do here and um luckily it helps that i that i know a couple of people in this uh in this sport with a, a bit of say um so tim kaprizak messages um peter and um gave me a good word <laughs> next thing i got an email from peter saying you're invited to mirren weren't it so yeah, signed up straight away. So that'll be my next event. Um, I think that'll be a, a great opportunity there to to really push as far as I can go because, you know, um, there's some great runners there. Well, Tim's there. Ben Nichols is there. Both guys from um, that went there at Biggs last year. Um, I know Dan. I think Dan Kamak's there as well. He's he's hitting big numbers at Hurdies. He, we know he's good for it too. Yeah. And it's a silver ticket. So, yeah, I'm in good company there to um, hopefully – hopefully uh do something that gets me closer to sat champs yeah. that's the roadmap at the moment it's that and if um that doesn't go so well then yeah head to no time to die and see what we can do there yeah the um mirror moon it's going to be awesome and you, you, we've got the search for hurt contestants as well and i know that they're not like I know that they're not experiencing backyard ultras, but they look fit as anything. Those dudes. Yeah, I saw a little bit on your on your uh, Instagram feed. I think looking at these heads and and Phil Gore mentoring them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. It looks like a great concept. I can't mm. wait to see to see what happens there. Yeah, and um, Miriam Wuna, there's so there's going to be the last three MVP winners too, which is good. So it's you, Ross McLean's going to be there too. Ah, yeah. And Ben Nichols. So that's yeah. going to. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, definitely in good company there. Yeah, um, and at the moment, because you're doing Mirror Moon, does that kind of mean you're not a hundred percent doing No Time to Die, or we'll just wait and see? No, I'm going to No Time to Die anyway, regardless. <laughs> um, I want to go back there. I, I, I loved the the people I met there, and can't wait to see them again. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, and is that in May? Do you know the date for that one? Yeah, I think it's May May seventeen okay yeah cool. yeah um what about wild dog um i thought about it that's june something isn't it yeah mid-june yeah. yeah i think it was a clash with something i can't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head but right. yeah that would be exciting though um i'm definitely interested to see what what comes out of that place yeah yeah and what about um other races like um i don't know unbreakable and stuff like that yeah, I've thought about Unbreakable. I may, may have got talked into <laughs> signing up for that um, at Tim's house recently. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind giving that giving that a go, even just for doing one loop of it to see what it's like. Um, I can see myself doing um, Yu Yang's again, maybe a mile of this time, because I know it, it's kind of my home course. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not really sure what else. I, I, I like, um, I like, picturesque sort of beautiful places to run so um i heard a rumor that um great ocean walk might be opening up again um next year and i would love to do that because that's one of my favorite places in the world that that coastline there so um hopefully that does open up again and i can do a hundred hundred k race there or something oh cool yeah yeah because i've done the um great ocean road run a couple of times which is really good um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm not sure what is the walk is that a different date is it yeah yeah um, it takes a different course as well so it's um it's uh apollo beta 12 apostles um right on the coastline as well as like parts of the coast like, like I've, I've done the walk before with my wife and i've ran parts of it many times and there's parts of the coast there that you just never see when you're when you're on that great ocean road yeah yeah um oh, it's such a beautiful part of the world it's like my favorite almost yeah yeah um so in, and we did talk earlier about how you basically doubled the amount of running you did last year compared compared to the year before yeah um, so as far as like this year goes like how many k do you have a 
goal in mind for how many Ks you want to do? Or Because I reckon you'll definitely do the m more than you did last year. Yeah, I think it's looking like it's on track. I might be up to <laughs> 650 or something already, I think. it's um, You know, they're not record numbers, but, uh, yeah, definitely higher. Um, I don't have a goal for it, though. Um, I think if, if, it, if it did have sort of numbers goals, it's it's trying to keep those um, 100K weeks while I'm in, in, in good fitness and training. So if I can keep them ticking over, then I think the, yeah, the big number will take care of itself. Yeah. Um, are you going to go to the Miram Wernit um, recce run on the weekend? No, I would love to. Um, I'm going to Tassie this weekend, actually. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, uh, I can't make it, but um, I know I know Tim's going there, and I said, uh, bring your GoPro and take notes. Give me yeah. <laughs> give me the heads up. I'm a bit worried about running through paddocks. I'm worried about my, my rubbery ankles, how they're going to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, me too. But but I mean, just knowing that the road is is there for night time. I mean, that's yeah. that's going to be that's going to be one of the reasons why there's going to be high numbers. Because I mean, if it was on the paddock the whole time, that would be tough, especially at night time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, people rolling ankles left, right, and center. I think. Yeah. Um, you're you're doing that event too, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. It's so soon. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's only a few weeks away. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm so looking forward to it. I kind of feel, have the same feeling <laughs> like after MVP that I had it um, after the Masters where I finished early. Yeah. Pretty disappointed. So I want to, this is my um, my way to make up for it. You're hungry. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. And how's your recovery going, Pato? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, I mean, that was another reason why I was so disappointed. Like, after I finished, like, I was walking around fine. I was – I hardly even sat down after I finished. My legs were perfect. I, I didn't run for a few days anyway just to – because, I mean, I wasn't 100% okay, but I had a few days off and now pretty much feeling fine. Yeah, that's good. You'll be ready to go. So how do you how do you prepare for Miriam Wernet? Do you just have a couple of big weeks and then taper in two weeks' time? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, I'll probably do – I'll do over 100 this week, probably not next week just because I've got work nearly all week. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do the training run as well this weekend. So Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll have to have a chat to you and see, see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried about what shoes to bring, so I'll uh, I'll just bring them all. <laughs> yeah, well, I've actually bought myself a pair of um, Topo Ultra Ve Ultra Venture threes. Ah, yeah, yeah like they're the, they're the ones to go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim and Ben rave about them, so I thought, oh yeah. well, this is a, a, a <clears throat> this is the perfect race for them on the paddock. So I wear yeah. them on the paddock, and I wear the New Balance more fours on the yeah. road. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was hunting for some uh, the Ultra Venture threes, but size fourteen's hard to hard to find anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my shoes were getting a bit worn out from the last backyard, so I I got another pair of Speed Goats, thinking they might be all right on the on the paddock, and actually found a size fifteen pair, and I thought they they might be nice and roomy, so I'll um, give them a go. And yeah, I think the the road loops I'll I might do the same the New Balance Moors or um I've been running in um the Nike Invincibles and they're super super comfy so hopefully they work as well yeah yeah I, I had the first version of them and I I really liked them but yeah they've up to about three or four now aren't they yeah three I, I got the twos and I wore that's all I wore in Adelaide and and they fell apart but I glued them back together they were okay and then I didn't even think I was going to wear them at MVP I had um some Hoka mark five wides um that i had to repurchase because i gave my old pair to ehaw <laughs> um and i wore it for two loops and i was like no they're not working i'm getting a bit of toe pain here so pulled out the nike invincibles again and yeah they they served me another 20 loops until i put the moors on near the end of the race oh, cool yeah. super comfy i love them i ended up buying another pair of them too to as backups the the old version the, the twos not the not the threes so you, you still found some invincible twos? Yeah, I had to. They're, they're, I had to find them on eBay, and they're currently right. being authenticated and then sent sent back to me. So yeah, there's still some floating around. There's some of them websites, you know, those websites like um, StockX or Kicks Crew. They sort of, you know, people that have old stock stuff that are selling selling on. You can find those old things there as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, do you have any other races like um, anything like marathons or anything like that still? Um, <clears throat> I had thought about um, Ballarat Marathon, uh, being a Ballarat boy, <laughs> and it's the, their first marathon this year, which was it was meant to be um, where the Commonwealth Games course was going to be. So that's where uh, I think Steve Monigetti was on the on the crew and everything for that as well. They were going to do a couple of years of of running the marathon there to I think to find you know fine tune it and get it ready for the games and then the games <laughs> the rug got pulled from underneath us so um, but yeah the, the the Ballarat marathon would be fun I think um, yeah. um, but I think the timing for that I think that's around no time to die so it may not work uh, this year but uh, it would be a good enjoy I enjoy it but I think I think I've gotten I've already gotten a bit slower than when I when I did the marathon two years ago I think I'm more of a you know, long and long and slow, not a not a not a quick marathon guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that um, Ballarat Marathon that will be a good fast course too. Yeah, it's up and down Sturt Street. Oh, there is a hill there. Sturt Street can be be a bit of a bit bit of a push going up that hill, but yeah, running around the lake that'll be flat. That'd be good. I think it'd be great for the for the town too. Yeah, cool. Um, so Joel, at the end of each podcast, I like to hear three backyard ultra tips so um what, what are yours um train to walk yeah. that was that was uh definitely a good one walk with intent um i couldn't believe like how many people i was i was passing just while i was walking and and it's not it wasn't costing me any more energy it was just uh uh i learned how to walk fast and that that helps a lot um another tip well yeah heat acclimate heat acclimation helps as well anything that can get you through those conditions has to help and the third one um don't take it too serious it's uh it's a such a wonderful community to be around just uh enjoy the people enjoy the company uh enjoy the spirit of it and uh yeah like a you don't have to win the event to, to feel a win if you if you push yourself to your limit or or you know beat a pb or or work as hard as you've ever worked in your life and that's still a win so i think i think it's such a great event for that yeah 100 percent. and um and so many people push themselves to their limit at mvp didn't they like that with i've never been in a race where there's like a, after 20 like so everyone was just like working so hard to make each loop it was so i mean I, 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 it looks like you were doing it pretty easily but everyone else like oh they were working so hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was surprised I, I had i was consistent that day um and i was going okay yeah i think i think my crew just did a good job keeping me hydrated and keeping me cool but yeah, it was it was definitely getting harder in that afternoon. It was getting hotter in, in the day too. I was looking at um you know backyard stats. The 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 temperature line just kept going up and up and up as it got later in the afternoon. So I don't think it peaked to thirty four degrees or whatever until four yeah. or five o'clock or something. Yeah, the two two lap. Yeah, it's pretty brutal out there. Yeah, um, yeah. I looked at that um, backyard ultra stats as well, and it was kind of nice to see that it was the hottest MVP. That there's been mm, yeah um, yeah so yeah it was, it was tough and i'm I hopefully new and when it won't be as hot I'm, I'm looking forward to doing one that's not so hot because the one i did before was pretty hot too the one at um hysterical carnage that was oh that, yeah yeah that was pretty much through a desert pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hope the weather's good for this one too uh it'll definitely be a bit bit easier if it if it floats around at 20 degrees during the day i hear the nights might be a bit cold though so i have to have to rug up for those don't want to seize up in the chair yeah and um might be too early to say but will you uh defend your title at mvp next year oh i don't know i'll see see what else is on the calendar but uh, i wouldn't rule it out i really enjoyed that event and being so close to home i, I can see myself doing it again yeah it was an awesome. It's going to get bigger and bigger through that event. Yeah, it was an awesome turnout. Like almost 150 runners. Yeah, I think it was 145 or something. Um, I don't know if you saw the email from 
from yeah. Brett yesterday, but he's already looking at surveys to see how how he can help it grow, whether it's changed where the where the village is, the corral or or yeah, something like that, maybe to get it to two hundred people, which I think, yeah, like you know, this sport is still growing and every event you go to is like way more people than the, the previous iteration. Um yeah, I hope it does keep growing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such a big um, park. I'm sure that they would be able to find somewhere that would work, that would uh, fit a bigger race camp. Yeah, yeah, because um, it, it got pretty tight in the in the village there, from what I understand. <laughs> I think we're okay in our corner. We got we got special privileges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got, yeah. I got there nice and early. You, I think you were the first one there. Uh, not quite, not quite. But um, I did want to, I did want to secure a good spot. I was, um, I was sort of eyeing off a spot for, for Ben and Camille and Dane as well. And and yeah, I knew you would be floating around as well. So I think we did well. Mm. Now, do you know if um, Chris is running at Miram Werner? Chris Norris. Uh, I'm not sure actually. I might have to ask him because he was going to do it, but after um, I asked him if he was still going to do it after MVP, but. I think it was all a bit too fresh. I think it was kind of like um, it's too still had PTSD from MVP. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I haven't I haven't spoken to him. I, I'll have to find out. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, well, well done on the win. I thought I was so bloody impressed. Um, it was a dominant win. It really was one of the most dominant wins I reckon I've seen. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, Pat. <laughs> Hopefully I can back it up. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you definitely um you're definitely nowhere near your limit. Um you'll be able to I'm sure you'll be you'll be going well beyond your best at Miram Wernet. That's uh that's definitely how I felt at the end of the race. Like the every nothing hurt, everything felt good and and I knew I hadn't got to my limit and that's what sort of got me excited about okay, maybe maybe um Sats is is possible here um so yeah that's why i'm so excited about this next event to to really see where where i can go um see where the body breaks see what I, see what i've got <laughs> yeah awesome yeah well all the best at um miram wernet and um yeah i hope you do make the set chance team I, I i definitely like i said before i'm definitely a believer i reckon you can definitely do it it'll be good to have a few more victorians in there too yeah Definitely. Well, you'll be there, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, good luck to you too. I can't wait to see you in, in a few weeks at Miriam Wernet. It should be yeah. a lot of fun again. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be awesome. Well, yeah, look, um, congratulations again, Joel. Um, great performance. Great chatting to you. And, yeah, um, yeah I'll, we'll be in touch and I'll, I'll see you at Miriam Wernet. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pato. No worries. See you, Joel. Good on you, mate. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.